y'all happy early Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness. Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays, I have to say. I feel like I always say I love Christmas and then I love my birthday and then I love Valentine's Day. Those are my favorite three. And in our house, we make a big deal about Valentine's Day. We love showering the girls with tiny little fun presents and doing cinnamon rolls and making it such a big deal. And then me and Christopher love to do dinner and the whole kit and caboodle. It's just such a fun holiday. I even feel like if you're single, it can be so much fun with Galentine's. I'm hosting a Galentine's party this next weekend and I'm pumped about that. I just feel like there's a lot of fun around Valentine's Day and it's just all things pink and happy and champagne. And you know, those are all my favorite things. So long story short is happy Valentine's Day. And I'm so excited about today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today. As y'all know, and if you haven't listened to the last two installments, we are in this parenting series, you could say. I feel like that's a very pastoral thing for me to kind of open up with, but we're in this parenting three-part series. And today is the last episode where we are kind of focusing on speaking positively over your kids, which like I've mentioned before, is something that I actually think I'm good at. Whereas when I talk about other parts of parenting, i.e. the last two episodes are things that I personally, Anna, need to work on. So as much as I'm telling you, I'm telling myself. Whereas from the standpoint of speaking positively over your kids, it's something that I aim to do every day and try to not miss a single opportunity to speak positively. So that's what we talk about today. But before we get into that, we haven't done a big question. So I want to do a big question with y'all. So get your hands all ready. One, two, three. Okay, the big question for today is something that I think we all should aim to do better. And that is to find things we love about ourselves. So my big question to you is what do you love about yourself? And I don't think it has to be physical. I kind of don't want it to be physical. I would love for you to find something that you love about yourself, that it's something you're good at, something you contribute to yourself, the world, your husband, your family, whatever it may be. I just think we all are bad A women and we don't do a good job of just owning that. And I think there's a lot of self-deprecation in the world. And a lot of that humbleness is so good. But especially in this season of love, you could say, I want to make sure that we love our neighbors as ourselves. And so God does call us to love ourselves as well. And so with that, like think about the ways that God has blessed you. What do you feel like is a set of skills that you are actually good at? Are you a good leader? Are you a good reader? Are you a good mother? Are you a good listener? Are you funny? Are you disciplined? Are you good at something artistic? Are you a good communicator? Do you love people well? Do you put others before yourself? Do you have a good sense of style? Do you have an eye for style? Do you feel things like, are you a tender person? Are you good at cooking? Are you very organized? Are you disorganized and you're not really a perfectionist and you're kind of okay with that? I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what it is. Just know that you are uniquely special and our father sees us so individually that you're not just lumped in with other women or other moms or other women who work or other women who don't work. You are individually amazing. And so I don't know if this is okay to say, but my dad, he is an amazing man and he instilled such confidence in me. He always did a good job of calling out things that impressed him about me. And even a sense he did it more than he did to my brothers, I think, which that's a story for another day. But I feel like he as a man just did a good job of impressing in me that I am individually valuable, important, special, beautiful, and I hope all of you have men in your life, your husband, your dad, your brothers, whoever, 
But if you don't, let, let me just be the one to say that you are beautiful and happy Valentine's Day to you. I wish I could give you hugs and kisses. So hugs and kisses from afar. But with that being said, all of this positive talk towards ourselves, we should also do to our kids. And that's me segueing into today's episode. So let's go ahead and jump in. I'm so pumped for this last segment. Let me know what you think on Instagram. I love y'all so much. Okay, y'all, I cannot emphasize how important it is to speak positive words over your kids. I feel so passionate about this. I feel like it's so important to build their inner voice just to be positive. Y'all have heard me talk about this, that will my voice and my words and my phrases become Ellie, Kate, Poppy's inner voice when they're older? Will they struggle with things? Will they do great with things because of how I reacted in this time? Wow, that is heavy to think about. I just feel like I've heard people talk about this idea that you need to deposit positive words into their bucket and then there will be times where you need to expend from their buckets and you just have to have that bank built up. I think I even heard a podcast talk about this as like feeding the meter and I love that analogy even though I have to say it kind of presents this thought that there will be times when I have to draw out of their meter or bucket. So I really want to talk today about how we actually do this. Like I feel like it should be easy, but if you don't feel like this is something that's naturally happening all the time, I just feel like some ways are practical and easy and could occur daily, hourly, etc. But then there's also other times where you got to kind of manufacture the situation or work through some really tough times. But speaking positively of your kids is just so important. So let's talk about that today. So the first way is admiration of them. It's hard for me, I think, especially with girls and for me with my son bent being like vanity or materialism, I have to say, it's hard for me to not want to pick out the ways about how they look and why how they look is something so amazing. Like they're so beautiful. I love how they dressed up. I think it's important here to talk about how I admire them, which I do in a hundred more ways than how they look. Like I could talk about, oh my goodness, you're such a special girl. You're such a good sister. I love how gentle you are with baby sister or you're so funny or I love spending time with you. Just what are the ways that I admire or just love being with my kids? Obviously, it doesn't matter what they look like. My love is so deep and it's not anything about how they look, but it's just so easy to be like, oh my gosh, you look so cute in that outfit because they do. But admiration of them should go obviously much deeper than surface level. Um, I think about that with my husband. Like, I mean, I know he thinks I'm pretty and that's great, but what I desire from him is this friendship and this love. And I love our intellectual conversations. And so I need to like transpire that to my kids as well. But okay, another good way to deposit into their bucket is by teaching them independence. And y'all know this, but preschoolers, they have very few choices. So what you can do is you could potentially give two choices that have the same outcome. Like you could add a second vegetable onto their plate. And I always try to like let the other vegetable be the bad guy. So our kids love broccoli and cauliflower, but let's say that they don't. So I'd put broccoli and cauliflower and be like, okay, which one do you want to eat tonight? You don't even have to touch the other one. Then that allows us to together kind of make that whatever. Let's choose broccoli. Let's say, oh, we don't want broccoli tonight. Let's not eat that one, but we got to eat cauliflower, but let's not touch broccoli. And it kind of puts you on the same team. So I feel like kids would love that. And in the last episode, we talked about tacking okay or yes, or an affirmative word along with the choice, but taking it a step further, it's just so easy to provide almost net neutral choices that would spur this feeling of independence and help them build confidence. So I don't know if 
picking out clothes is tough in your household. In our household, it is a huge obstacle. The girls are very, very specific on what they want to wear each day. I will say most days are princess dresses, and we do have this rule of no princess dresses out of the house. And I will say I have given up on that rule, especially because a friend of mine, Britt, she was like, Anna, one day they're not going to want to wear princess dresses. Won't that be sad? So let them wear the princess dresses. I can wash them. So I've kind of let up on that rule. But I will say, Ellie can't wear princess dresses to school every day. I mean, most of the days she's outside and getting wet and or in the gym running around. And it just doesn't make sense to be wearing a long flowing princess dress. Plus it's distracting. And so we have to make these decisions on what she's going to wear every day. And I feel like simple enough, we've just moved it to the night. So we go through this obstacle, this conversation. Ellie always says, are we squabbling, mother? Which I think is like a bluey term. But anyway, we work through it at night. And so I will go, okay, you have this dress and this dress. It's going to be cold tomorrow, so we have to wear pants. You have these pants or these pants. You have to wear socks. You like this color or this color. What type of underwear do you want to wear? Anna, Elsa, Milan, Moana, who do you want to wear? So giving her lots of choices and then building up confidence there is so important. And I have to point out that, at least in my family growing up, my oldest brother, Adam, he set the tone for our whole family. And so I think about that with Ellie And I do casually mention it to her, but I really want her to take this on her shoulders. And it could be a lot, and I fully admit that. But I also know that the oldest kid does set the tone for the family. So Kate is watching how Ellie responds, and Kate's watching what Ellie's doing and not doing and how I'm reacting or not reacting. And she's kind of building that into her core values, her structure. And so I feel like it's important um, and it's okay for us to be a little strong on our first And then hopefully that helps as we are strong with our second. So don't let up, ladies. Y'all got this. But okay, I'll move on to the next one. And I, oh, I love this one. The speaker talked about another way to build up your kids is warmth. And don't you just feel like the word warmth is like that? Like when you hear warmth, it's like warm. (laughs) I feel like there's a word for words that describe what they are. So if y'all know that, tell me. I'm not an English person. But okay, so warmth. Warmth is a great way to make your kids feel loved. And y'all, loved kids feel better about themselves. And the key here is to know what your kids' love language is. So not to be cliche, but, and I've talked about how my kiddos are different and how I'm learning so much right now and how best to love them. But for me, I feel like at the end of the day, the girls feel warmth when I slow down and prioritize them, which is so hard in this season, but so, so important. And I will also preface real quick that I just know that there is a lot of different family situations out there. I don't know where you're coming from as you're listening to this. And I don't want you to mistake my like just ease of like, oh, I need to slow down and prioritize my kids. I know that there's a lot going on in the world and your situation might not give to being able to do some of these things or you might be dealing with a kiddo that is going through something that's really tough. And so I am not trying to minimize any type of situation and I just want you to know that you got this and even if you do one of these things or none of them, I still think you're a good mother and you can do this. And the concept of you have 18 years with them, like You may, you may not. You may have adopted a kid at 10 and you only have eight years with them. They might not move out of the house at 18, so you have a couple more years. I just think the core tenets here are really important and really something that we can do almost in any relationship. But okay, y'all get it. Um, All right, let's move on. So another way is encouragement. And it can be as simple as like, you go girlfriend. Like, I feel like when my girls are dancing around, I'm always like, woo woo, you go girl, you're doing great. Love your dancing. And I feel like this is similar to admiration where it's like, you should just give them lots of compliments. Like don't miss an opportunity to give your kid a compliment. You're so brave. You're so good at coloring. You're so fast. You're so hardworking. You're so strong. 
It's just really simple. And these are the type of things that I don't know if y'all are a compliment person. I am. And when I was in the workplace, I actually had people that I think discounted me because I was so quick to give them a compliment. Now I will say, I think it might be a defense mechanism. Like if someone compliments me, I feel like I always want to turn around and compliment them. And what I have been, when I've been challenged of like, maybe being mistaken as disingenuous, I'll say, no, I actually do think these things all the time. Like I very easily see the good in people. And so when you say, I like your outfit, I will quickly scan your outfit and find something I like about it. I won't change my opinion. If I don't like like your shoes, I'm not going to say I like your shoes, but there is probably a good chance that something about you as a person or something you're wearing, I do like. I mean, I'm talking to you. And so it's just so easy to compliment people. And I don't know why people don't. It's it's such a way, even as women, even as 30-year-old women, we can be building up confidence in each other. It's just such a simple thing. It doesn't cost anything. We should just be complimenting people. I don't know. But also, let's compliment our kids. It's just so easy to do. So on the flip side here is something that I actually fall into sometimes, which is absolutely horrible because it's just like cliche bad parenting. So the speaker talked about what doesn't work here is sarcasm, blame, name calling, threatening, lecturing, comparing. And I was like, shoo good, I don't do any of those things. But then the main example she gave was, why are you doing that? You're acting like a baby, which y'all often I say to Ellie I say it often I just said it probably two minutes before I started recording this episode I mean wow that is like conviction smacked in my face I mean I'll say Ellie you are sounding like a baby try that again so in honesty I really don't know a better way to deal with that situation except for to build her up the other 99% of the time but if y'all have any other tips or what to do when your kiddos are whining I will take all the help in that arena But so let's end with simple examples of good praise. So let's start with describing what we see. Like, oh, you put those dishes away. That's so helpful. And like something that's really hard for me is when I see preschool art, when they present their preschool art to me. And if you know, you know all of the art that you get. I mean, there will be a huge piece of paper with one line through and they're going to send it home. But instead of just saying, wow, that's so great. You should talk through what you see. So let's describe what we see here. Oh, I love that line. I love that you picked green. That is so beautiful. Why did you pick green? Do you love green? You can really do a lot with just a simple green line. But I mean, my Ellie is turning into this sweet little draw. You know how little kids draw people and they do like a big circle with eyes and a mouth and then they just basically have legs coming straight out of the body like we're all potatoes. I just think it's hilarious, but Ellie draws those all the time. She's like, look, that's you, mama. That's you, daddy. And so it's just such an easy opportunity to be like, oh my goodness, thank you for drawing a picture of me. Can you draw a picture of you? Can you draw a picture of sister? It's a way to engage with them and speak positively over them. Even though this might just sound like just generic parenting, it's just a great way to connect with your kids and connecting with them creates a feeling of love and acceptance and you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm no therapist. This is just what I'm gathering. And okay, so another good form of praise is describing to your kids how they make you feel. So that makes me so happy. That was so helpful. I see you picked up your blanket. Great job. As I've talked before that that it's okay and it's really right to apologize to your kids sometimes when you lose your SHIT. Like there was a time recently that Ellie was walking behind me and She just has been like under my legs all day, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't, you're bumping into me so much. And she was standing there holding all these things and she dropped them all. And I was like, Ellie, oh my goodness, can you go sit down? And she wasn't doing anything wrong. I just was getting frustrated and it was 
you know, up to me to return to zero and I didn't. And she definitely dropped something. Pretty sure something broke. I can't even remember what she was holding, but I got so mad and I took some time. I calmed down and because she's old enough, she really does remember. And so I think it was about 15 minutes later, I brought her aside and was like, hey, I did not speak very nicely to you. I'm so, so sorry. And, you know, she's so quick to be like, it's okay, no biggie. And I'm like, wow, I should learn something out of your book because I sometimes do think it's biggie. But the point here is, is that you are a human. And so when your kids do something that makes you happy, tell them that makes me so happy. Just in the same way, it's okay to say mom is feeling sad or mom is feeling frustrated. I feel like whenever you're happy, tell them you're happy and tell them why that made you happy. But you also here can sum things up in like one word, like teach your kids words. It's your job to help them learn what some words mean. So like when they are moving quickly and they get out of the door on time and they're being super helpful, you can say, wow, that's called being punctual and respectful. That is so great. So especially with a four-year-old, she's learning a lot. She's learning everything every day and she wants to use all these big words and she uses big words in different ways. Like I feel like she'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, but she's like enjoying it. You know, she just like messes up big words, probably gets it from me. I mess up words all the time, but you know, we're supposed to educate our kids on what they're doing. And so when we're getting out of the house on time, you can say, this is so great because being punctual or being respectful of people's time, that is the right thing to do. And I just can't say this enough, y'all. I think I might've said it in the first episode, but the phrase, you can't prepare the path for your child, but you can prepare your child for the path. It just keeps coming into my head when I'm thinking about parenting. And it's not just thinking about parenting to talk to y'all. Like, as anybody that's a parent knows, it's what you lay in bed and think about all the time. Like, am I messing up my kids? Am I doing this right? I miss my kids. I love my kids. I am frustrated with my kids. I think we need to just pause sometimes and go, we only have 18 years or we have 18 years. Do you see the difference there? Like when you say we only have 18 years, it kind of slows you down and be like, hey, these moments are important. This summer is important. This day is important. But also, we have 18 years. So if this week was a bad week, if this day was a bad day, it's okay. You can make up for it. You got time. But I mean, I I start to say that and I'm like, okay, Ellie's almost five. I guess, what would that make it? 13, so 13 years with her. I mean, talk about bananas. So me and Christopher are in this parenting Bible study right now. And I'm sure I have a lot of tidbits to share from that in the future. But one of the things he talked about in this Bible study is how this pastor, when he first meets a baby, when they bring a baby to church, he'll hand that new parent a big jar of marbles. And each marble represents a week in that child's life from birth through high school graduation. And I don't remember how many marbles that actually is. I am horrible with math and space and that whole thing. But the point is, is that you know, every week, every day, I'm sure people don't do it every day, but, or let's say every birthday you take out 52 marbles. It is a visual representation of the time that we have with our kids and time is fleeting. And so to both give you the confidence of like, oh, look how much time we have, but also to take a step back and be like, okay, like I'm taking a marble out each week. And so each week is important. Each marble is so important. And in my first installment of this whole series, I talked about that Our goal as parents is to work towards them being full-functioning humans that are independent and capable of self-awareness and have the ability to love others and think independently. And I just feel like that's the definition of fully succeeding. 
but this is going to look different from family to family or kid to kid and timing might be different and you might have factors that go against you for this but y'all we just we only have 18 years so let's work on training up our kiddos to successfully launch and don't compromise i'm saying this to you but i am just as much looking in the mirror and saying it to myself like do not compromise anna teach them to love the lord teach them to love others and i think we're going to be okay so I'll go ahead and move into outro, Anna, but I just hope y'all enjoyed this parenting series and please let me know on Instagram what you think. Okay, like I feel like I sped it up at the end of like, wow, y'all, like 18 years, what in the world? Like, don't compromise. You got this. We can do this. Together as moms, we are stronger. And I just am pumped for this journey that I've gotten to be on with these sweet kids. And I'm pumped that y'all are listening to me. What in the world? Why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm just this like regular mom living in Seattle, just trying to make it. But I'm just really pumped that y'all have listened thus far or listened to episodes before this. Or if this is your first episode, hi, thank you so much for listening. And I would love to connect with y'all. I've had so many of y'all reach out in the last week. Like it's really quite an honor for people to reach out to me and so I don't take anything of it lightly and I really do my best to try to respond back to y'all so please reach out over Instagram that's the best way to get in touch with me and with that y'all just have the best day and I can't wait to talk to you next week love y'all